Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Hey, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. Here's Salt Lamakia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Radford. Your uh, front office group. Yeah, uh, there are, uh, there have been some that, that seem like they've been hit. Um, and, and others who haven't or haven't been yet. Uh, so hoping that those who have are obviously uh, on the mend and, and recovering quickly. Since you haven't been eating, I feel like you know you've avoided it. <laughs> yeah, although you know I don't I don't know exactly what it is that we're that we're dealing with. Um, but yeah, I mean, it seems like it's fairly rampant. Uh, the, I guess the unusual aspects of the society. Did you feel like you had a productive couple of days? Uh, I do, I do. Um, you know, I think it was good, uh, kind of internally and externally. It was good for the group of us to be together in this like pretty intimate environment and be able to work, um, you know, pretty uh, pretty significantly uh, for for a few days. It was great to be able to speak to to other um, you know executives, some that I had known from afar, but had a chance to start to build relationships with, and then you know meet with kind of agents across the spectrum. When you were when you were in Chicago. Did you- much of that stuff, you know, in terms of talking to other teams, or you know, that part of your portfolio? It, it was, um, you know, kind of trying to recognize who might be good kind of fits, uh, who I had relationships with, and, and kind of divide responsibilities that way. So it's not something that uh, is, is foreign to me, um, but it's also something that others in the office have more experience. How far along are you in uh, addressing tender issues and also? adding guys to the 40 to be protected from the Rule 5, since that's what they're coming up this week. Right. Uh, so it's it's kind of an ongoing process, uh, getting familiar with you know, our um, with our players, with their uh, you know performance and projections, and uh, also the, the feedback that I can lean on from others. Uh, you know, the, the, the beauty of those decisions is that there's a hard deadline, so uh, you know we can we can make those decisions and we can move on. Um, but yeah, so there, the, the conversations are ongoing. We're making progress. We'll obviously uh, you know reach reach good decisions in due time. Would you anticipate that you might be talking to some of the representatives ahead of the tender date and perhaps um, you know, negotiating 
salaries before you get to that deadline? Um, you know, there's a there's a host of ways to approach this. I think we're trying to identify the most strategic way to approach each individual decision, um, and, and they kind of have uh, you know all all levers on the table. Mm -hmm. uh, Obviously, Justin Turner was an important piece. Um, you know, at the plate and you know in the clubhouse. Are you guys interested in bringing him back? We have discussions with him this winter. Yeah, I think you know, kind of more. Uh, what I, what I feel really confident speaking to is the impact that he had on, on the team. Despite the fact that I wasn't there, it was really clear just based on the way people spoke about him, um, just how much he meant to the clubhouse, how much he meant to the organization, how much he meant to the city. Uh, you know, obviously, we have to figure out um, you know, if he fits, how he fits. Uh, but, but from you know, kind of my perspective, I just have nothing but effusive praise for, uh, for, for Justin as a person. Craig, when you um, recruit the player from uh, overseas, like international market, and who never pitch here, what kind of aspect do you really focus to to vary the players, a uh, pitcher? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so predicting future performance is, is difficult, right? It's something that, that every organization struggles with, but it's a necessary part of trying to identify who the right people to bring in uh, are. Um, you know, we, we try to look at the way performance uh, internationally may translate into the major leagues. We try to get a feel for, uh, you know, kind of what, um, you know, what is important to players and what matters to them and how they might handle the transition. Um, you know, fortunately, I think we do a, a good job with uh, providing support and providing resources to make those uh, transitions as easy as possible. Um, but there's, you know, kind of the on-field aspect of these decisions, which, uh, you know, there's, there's information readily available, and then there's, you know, uh, a lot of um, conversations, communications, uh, work that needs to be done on, on understanding, you know, who kind of has interest in coming to Boston, who can thrive in this environment. Um, and so we try to put all of that together and make the best decisions we can. The, uh, players' height is something <laughs> that you concern. Well, I, I hope not. Uh, <laughs> no, no um, you know, effective major league players come in a number of different sizes, and what we're after is, is uh, you know, is, is that is, is guys who can contribute to, to major league wins. And I think we need to be open-minded about you know the way that all of those considerations come together. But I think it would be you know kind of silly to to uh, you know to to, to preclude. Um, someone simply because of, you know, a, a particular measurement. I mean, how much does your own experience, you know, alter, like, you know, in, influence how you view the relationship between, the correlation between durability and height? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, you know, it's there's a possibility I was the outlier, yeah. right? Um, but, but all that being said, you know, uh, durability is something that is generally poorly understood. Uh, you know, we've, we've kind of um, identified delivery benchmarks or metrics on the performance side that we think are very strongly correlated to, to durability or injury history. And, you know, we spend 15 years waiting for someone to get hurt and they never do. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's certainly an, impar an imperfect part of this, um, but it's absolutely a consideration. When I see you, uh, I'm sorry, no, that, uh, you're 6'1", is that true? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Why <laughs> yes. into us already? No, we're not. <laughs> I just want to make sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm 6'2 on my best days. Yeah. Alex talked a lot, particularly in the second half of the year, about needing guys to go deeper into games and get more innings out of the rotation. You guys didn't do very well in that regard. Uh, realizing that stuff and other things are important considerations. 
is it fair to say that you know, stamina, providing length, durability, um, might head your list of qualities you're looking for in pitchers? You know, it's, it's, it's kind of an interesting proposition because you know, what Alex and I and, and the rest of the organization are looking for is how we win games. Um, and there are a number of ways to win those as, as we've seen organizations employ a bunch of creative solutions to, to that problem. Um, you know, I think what bulk, what durability does is it allows you to uh, also be mindful of the workload that you're putting on your bullpen, especially your kind of highest leverage arms. And so, you know, one, um, one consequence of needing to lean on your bullpen early is the fact that you could be dealing with a fatigued group late. Um, you know, so I, I, don't, I don't know that uh, I would say, hey, like, we need someone who can throw 220 innings because there are a bunch of ways to win games. I will say that someone who can, you know, who can provide that bulk does have an outsized impact on the rest of the, uh, the pitching staff. I ask you back to Turner for one minute. Um, in an increasingly data-driven sport, how difficult has it been to quantify variables um, or intangibles mm -hmm. um, like clubhouse presence, leadership, which obviously Turner provided a lot of? Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, you know, it's it's a subjective evaluation for sure, but that is very very different than saying it doesn't matter, right? Um, you know, and, and, and I think the way that you draw those types of factors out is to communicate with uh, the people around those guys, to communicate with the coaching staff, to understand, uh, you know, what the value is of an additional coach on staff or someone who can get uh, an entire clubhouse moving in the same direction. You're right, it's really, really difficult to quantify, but, um, you know, I would, I would stop short of saying that since we can't quantify it, it doesn't matter. Uh, so I asked you about left-handed reliever yesterday, so why don't we just go to the whole bullpen? So, um, <laughs> no, but really, like, you have an eighth inning guy at closer. Do you feel like there is a need maybe to add, you know, another late inning guy or a middle reliever, sixth, seventh inning guy? Yeah, I mean, I think we're, you know, it, it, it sounds like I'm, I'm a broken record here, but I think we're, we're looking, uh, you know, at all opportunities to, um, you know, to improve our team. Uh, I would say that, is there a chance that we add to that relief group? Sure. I, I don't think it's going to be a priority kind of out of the gates. We want to make sure that we're focusing on the, the uh, areas to improve that are going to you know, provide the, the biggest return. Um, and you know, like we've talked about, I think that probably starts with starting pitching. Craig, as somebody who played in a lot of different places, including Boston, are you going to adhere to the idea that you know, Boston is not necessarily for everybody? Um, you know, some players succeed in that environment, others don't, and that, that's something you need to factor into it. Uh, you know, I well, certainly there are players who have thrived in, Bo in Boston and others who haven't. Uh, to, to think that we can know who those will be, um, I think, is really, really difficult. Instead, it seems like we kind of make those determinations retrospectively. We say, like, oh, it turns out that person, you know, was kind of built for this stage. Uh, you know, I think what we're looking for are players who kind of want to compete in front of. Uh, a passionate fan base who demands this, you know, kind of standard of excellence, um, and I think that's what every player wants, right? So, uh, you know, it's really difficult to, to make those determinations, and I, I would fear that we'd get them wrong by jumping to conclusions about certain. I mean, players. that was something. With, I mean, Chicago is a similar sort of environment. I mean, was that something you guys talked about? Like, you know, this is somebody who will, you know, stand up to the attention and, and you know, the, the fans of the fan base, that sort of thing. Or was that just not? Yeah, um, you know, I think 
most players approach these types of decisions um, with an appreciation for what uh, the, the team can mean to a city, uh, you know, what the team can mean to a fan base or to a region. Um, and you know, I think there are very few players who shy away from, from that challenge. Uh, you know, I think what we can do is, is be honest about you know, what Boston is, what Boston brings, what Boston welcomes, and uh, you know, it's kind of ultimately, at least you know, in, in free agency, it's up to a, a player to make the decision as to whether or not that's where they want to be. Craig, how, uh, how much have you communicated with Alex, and what's that sort of been like here and going forward? Yeah, uh, I talked to Alex basically every day, sometimes multiple times per day, you know, often just kind of quick bouncing ideas off of each other, quick check-ins, want to get his thoughts on something, he wants to get, get his, you know, my thoughts on on something. Um, you know, I think that these first couple weeks have been really productive. I think, you know, what we need to do is establish, uh, you know, kind of a, a trust in each other, but also, uh, you know, an expectation in each other that we're kind of both vying for the same outcomes and we're going to challenge each other and question question each other, and we should, and that's going to make us better. How, obviously, you know, you knew him, you know him, you played with him. In the short time that we've had, how has that dynamic been? It's different, right? It's, it's just going to be different. It, it, it is different, um, but it, it, it almost does seem as though uh, there's kind of like the, the the implicit or unspoken connection that it's like, hey, we've both worn the uniform here, um, and that you know kind of puts us on on solid footing out of the gates. Uh, you know, I think what what Alex is is a great connector of people. Uh, I think he's super competitive and he gets the best out of guys and uh, those are those are really really difficult skills to teach. Like I think the fact that he he just has those. He also sees the game really really well is is you know is a great place to uh, to to start, and you know I think he consistently gets the most out of our guys. Uh, I'm looking to support him. I'm looking to influence maybe you know um, certain methods or certain uh, overarching philosophies. But you know when it comes to in-game decisions, like we can provide information to Alex. It's up to Alex to to you know kind of execute um, you know based on what he's seeing, his experiences, what the information tells him. And I'm really confident that uh, you know we're we're gonna see things very similarly and. Um, you know, the, the initial uh, interactions that we've had so far have been nothing but positive. Prior to this, do you remember the most in-depth, you know, conversation you had with him? I mean, because uh, pitchers he, and hitters, you know, it's not like you guys are running in the same circles a lot of times, but do you remember yeah. maybe like an in-depth conversation you had? Uh, not in-depth. My guess is he was probably telling me I was tipping or something like that. Yeah. Um, you know, he has a very, very keen eye for, uh, you know, kind of in-game strategy, which is, which is awesome. Um, but no, our, our interaction, well, you know, my, my interactions with the major league team uh, during that, that period were um, sporadic. So. <laughs> You've said that um, Alex will unequivocally be the manager for 2024, mm -hmm. but he is going into the final year of his contract. Um, as you get to know one another, is there a scenario where, um, you could extend him either before spring training and before the season begins, or are you waiting to see how that relationship develops? Is it at all a concern that he's kind of a lame duck going into his final year? No, I I think you know those those conversations will take place between Alex and, and me when the time is right. Uh, you know, he is preparing for a 2024 season. I'm preparing for a 2024 season, and, and uh, you know kind of beyond that, uh, I, I don't think it makes a lot of sense. Did you 
uh, just kind of along all those lines with, with Alex, but did you have, uh, as a pitcher, much uh, interactions with uh, Veritech in 0607? Um, like, and what is that dynamic now, like, as you kind of work to build out this pitching staff and he's here kind of working so close with them? Yeah, no, I mean, so in, in 06 and 07, I was kind of this, you know, bright-eyed, naive, 25, 26-year-old, um, you know, that didn't have a great sense for... Uh, pitch usage and pitch recommendations and what hitters, opposing hitters were trying to do and it was very clear that that, uh, that Tech did um, and so I was very happy to follow his lead and kind of take that out of uh, you know the, uh, the the list of things that I needed to be concerned about every day um, and, and one thing was clear was that he was just you know, so prepared um, and had a great understanding for not just what the hitters were looking to do but what hitters were looking to do at Fenway Park versus on the road and um, you know, so I, I definitely remember those conversations uh, and, and learned early on that I was just going to throw what he put down. In terms of uh, identifying potential avenues to upgrade at second base, mm -hmm. um, do you have greater clarity after these meetings about whether uh, it would be likelier that that possibility is uh, rendered via free agency or trade? Uh, not greater clarity. I think you know one thing that is coming into focus is that there are opportunities to, you know, there are potentially op opportunities to upgrade through either channel. Um, so we'll try to keep both open. There's uh, been a lot of talk in the organization about swing decisions, you know, chase rate and stuff like that with hitters. Uh, as you look for a right-handed hitter and you know middle infielder, what do you value most in a hitter? In, in a hitter? Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the ability to create runs. Uh, and there are a number of ways to, to do that. Um, you know, there are you know, making great decisions, uh, you know, limiting swing and miss, hitting the ball hard. All of those things, I think, work together to create runs. I think, uh, you know, if, if you try to create a, a single profile, you can get in trouble. Um, you know, I think we need to be open to the, the different ways that, that you can score runs. But, like, to me, it's just, you know, what are, what are you looking for out of the hitter? It's just the ability to score runs. Do you um, want to add a DH player in the monster? Or last year the AC used a uh, Turner or Yoshida or somebody come out from the injury list or give some rest that they, you know, out, uh, alternate? You, you want to do that kind I, I, of usage I think, or you want to swap? I think the, the kind of positional versatility is really, really valuable. I think it gives Alex and, and, and the staff uh, more flexibility. Um, so I think in an ideal world, we would be looking for additions that could that could also play positions and maybe even had some versatility in that we didn't have to stick them at one position every time they did play the field. So Shohei's not a fit. What's that? Shohei is not a fit. Uh, I don't think it makes a ton of sense to uh, to speak about specific uh, specific <laughs> players. But he's a special. Nice player. try. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks for doing it. Thank you. Thank you. In celebration of opening day, we've got a special episode of the Moth Podcast for you. The theme is baseball and the surprising ways it connects people. I gaze out at the players on the field and then I, uh, I look over at my dad and I, I realize that in the silence between us that something has changed. It's like I'm seeing him for the first time. Two stories about baseball, family, and so much more. The episode's available right now. Subscribe to The Moth Podcast to make sure you hear it.